the Alternative Experience Podcast. Hey, wonderful people. Welcome to the show. So this week's episode of the podcast is a really exciting one. Um, firstly, you won't be sort of listening to my tone all the way through. Um, I have a guest this week. Um, but secondly, my guest is actually someone that I've been following for some time uh, on social media. Um, and I'm actually super excited to have him on the show at last. So his name is uh, Mark Kennedy. Um, he is a migraine community leader, um, writer, speaker, um, practitioner, uh, sort of holistic practi- practitioner for chronic illnesses. Um, and he's based out of Toronto in Canada. Um, now, he founded something called the Migraine Professional as like an educational source. Um, as very much like us, he, he sort of believes that the best way to be free of sort of chronic pain and, and these kind of issues is through a functioning sort of understanding um, of how your health and your brain work. Um, you can find him both on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Migraine Professional. All of these links will be included in the show bio. Um, so without any further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Kanadik, a.k.a. the Migraine Professional. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks for being here. Hey, Nikki, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to kind of dig in deep and hopefully provide lots of lots of value. And um, as you know, you know, the education is really, you know, the main goal. And I want to be able to... Um, you know, that's the way that, that we really empower ourselves and the way that we can make the proper decisions, the way that we can, you know, navigate in the world with um, the proper knowledge to make the right decisions and then improve our well-being along the way. Um, and really, that's not done. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're uh, having me on so we can do that. Well, no, I, mean, I think it comes down to people like us, because like you say, this education, it's, it's out there. It's, it's readily available. It's not uh, I mean, it's stuff you can go and find if you search uh, PubMed and all these kind of sort of sources. Um, but it's not readily available, made available to people. So it's down to people like us and, and the power of the internet, really, to um, to get these messages out there of, uh, of 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 ways that people can actually have have a bit of a better life. And, and these things don't have to be sort of accepted um, as a condition you're going to have for the rest of your life if you if you do a little bit of uh, education on the subject. Um, so uh, anyway, how how are you finding yourself in these kind of crazy times? How's it been affecting um, you? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's been a big change for sure. Um, Really big changes going on, but you know it seems like we're we're really starting to kind of band together and we're we're all working together, and I think that's important to to avoid all of the um, sort of divisive ideas and, and and tactics and to to really stay together and and to work together and to um, you know realize that that we're all in this together um, and we can get out on the other side a lot better if we're if we're together on it. Um, but yeah, 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 generally it's... And yeah. I also think as well, like you say, coming back to the, the kind of things that we're doing as well, I mean, obviously people have a lot more time to, to watch it in the first place, uh, but obviously they have more of a reason to because obviously there are these these sort of uh, potential health issues out there and I think this may be a bit of a turning uh, point for at least part of the, the world's population where they, they really do need to start taking their own sort of health seriously. I mean, if you if you look at this pandemic, it does seem to be affecting people who uh, maybe have underlying issues so if you can get eradicate those issues then you stand a better chance and that's that's i think that's the case with pretty much anything out there isn't it really yeah yeah for sure i mean it's it's so much easier to um of like stop the problem from building up to the point where we develop symptoms um as opposed to then having to deal with the symptoms so if we can do all you know just simple preventative things things that are largely um you know, cost effective and they take a little bit of time and a little bit of energy. They're not huge changes. You know, we can make um, big impacts, you know, five, 10 years down the line and we can avoid a lot of the problems uh, that kind of come along with it. Um, uh, I think that's important. Yeah. Totally agree. And I think, again, it's really um, quite, uh, it's quite funny that you actually mentioned time. I mean, one of the biggest excuses, I mean, I I know personally I've had um, prior to me sort of starting this journey, which was probably about three years ago, but it was always, yeah, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the time for that. But it's kind of, you, there's certain things you need to make time for because, again, it's, it's that kind of compound interest. You make time for it now and it's going to save you a lot down the line. Um, but also, uh, actually, what, what is a good use of time? I mean, is, is, is like an, an hour a day on yourself in some way, shape or form or even half an hour a day on yourself? Is that uh, expensive time or is that actually uh, time well spent? I think it's very well spent. Uh, And again, uh, some of the things you'll probably cover in this show and and some of the things and practices I've taken on in the last few years, um, they don't take a lot of time. They can be done at home. They can be as simple as breathing. They can be simpler. You know, it's not it doesn't have to cost thousands of pounds to uh, to actually look after yourself. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and we can just tweak little things that we're already doing and get so much more out of them. You know, something as simple as showering. We usually shower with 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 hot, and I'm sure we're going to get into the vagus nerve later. But switching over and and using some cold really helps to to trigger the body to improve its circulation to support the vagus nerve and yeah. and all of the functioning it has between the, the gut and the brain um, and so it's just simple little things that we can make tweaks on um, simple little exposures in our environment that are kind of hindering our body's ability to to function properly that are that are um, we can make and then and then see big improvements and I think that's important it's really about knowledge at the end of the day. Exactly, knowledge. And then, and then actually you're choosing the, the things that maybe fit you. As I mean, obviously, it's not about just putting everything. I mean, cold showers, not everyone's cup of tea, but there's there's so many benefits to cold showers. I mean, even down to a mentality. I mean, if you're somebody that puts, I mean, if you're a person that snoozes your alarm in the morning and sort of puts things off and procrastinates, a cold shower can actually, it's one of those you're, you know you're going to have to do it every day. And if you do it and you hit it head on, it puts you into a different mindset to actually hit those those sort of kind of obstacles in your life a bit more head-on so there's so many different benefits to it as well and again it's it's cheap it's actually even cheaper than normal because you're not having to pay for your hot water so (laughs) it's costing you minus money um so so, i mean obviously before we carry on um into too much more detail just want to give you a little bit of time to um introduce yourself in more detail um obviously for the listeners uh, so a bit of your background expertise and um your journey and how you found yourself on it really yeah yeah, so I, I initially, you know, I, I came into it through my own health journey, right? So I, I had lots of, um, as a child, you know, I grew up, I didn't really, um, you know, there isn't really good nutrition information. So we're just kind of eating whatever's available. We're going through whatever um, is available to support our health. And so, you know, as a, as a kid, I was sick all the time. I had um, migraines and headaches. I was constantly getting things like strep throat. Um, I had lots of acne. I had all kinds of these different issues kind of building up and, and um, low-lying digestive issues that were building. Um, and so that was, that's what really led me into um, – you know, figuring out as the internet sort of started to build that yeah. there was so much more information available. There was so many more things that we could do than just, you know, go to our doctor um, and take whatever whatever drugs they're, they're giving out. There's so much more we can do prior to that and to support that. Um, and then after the fact to really help to even out our health and take a lot of that um, sort of allostatic load, which is that big, that pressure that is put onto our body from all of the different things going on. Um, so going through that healing journey, um, that's what really led me into it. And then I went to to the Canadian College of Homeopathic Medicine. After that, I became one of the first licensed homeopaths in Ontario. Then after that, I went to the Czech Institute, um, learned about, you know, holistic lifestyle coaching and learning about um, nutrition and, and lifestyle and exercise and breathing and all of these supportive lifestyle and dietary and environmental interventions that we can use to really help support the body. And then further, I went to the... Um, the Kalish method of, of functional medicine to understand more about, you know, nutritional and dietary and functional understandings of the body with, you know, the thyroid, the adrenals, um, hormonal and nervous and, and metabolic systems that are kind of all breaking down and are affecting our body and how we can then go and go about and, and support them. Um, and kind of throughout that process, I realized that, you know, migraines were really large and, and an underserved um, place where there really wasn't much information available, especially at the time when I, when I started Migraine Professional. Now I've seen, you know, a massive growth in the community um, and there's so much more information about available. Everyone is so much more empowered um, and it's amazing to, to be able to kind of um, go along with, with that growth and that transformation and support people along the way to do that. Definitely. And I think, like you said there, this, there is literally so many people that uh, suffer with migraine. And um, I mean, in my lifetime, I mean, I've, I've been a migraine sufferer. Uh, I'm not, not somebody that was getting them weekly or anything, but I'd get them regularly enough, usually stress-related, start at the back of my head and my neck. Um, so tension he- headaches, but they were quite bad. But my mum, uh, as long as I can remember, used to, I mean, be bedridden with them. But they, were, they were that bad. Um, and actually just remembering that every time it was like, I'd go to the doctors, it, they, they can't do anything. They don't have any idea at all. I mean, they might put a finger in the wind and say, take this. And, and it's all about pre- prevention of symptoms as opposed to really dealing with the core of what the issue is and stopping them coming on in the first place or at least uh, alleviating, reducing the chances of that happening. And, um, and I think also, I think a lot of that is to do with actually the methods that do work. Uh, obviously, we, we are both in holistic backgrounds. Uh, they have been for whatever reason, demonized to a point where I, even myself, when I got into this again, as a, as a patient, I got into the, uh, the uh, endocannabinoid system because 
um, I started taking CBD for serious pain I had off uh, the back of an injury that I'd had a car accident. Um, and then obviously, and that's the only reason I opened my eyes to it, because I saw it working for myself. And then obviously you start digging deeper because we're, we're those sort of creatures where we want to know the mechanisms of how it's happening. But because the people that we trust uh, with our health, uh, they're not even in the slightest bit educated on it. You, you, you do go down this sort of endless spiral of making it worse, putting more um, sort of uh, chemicals in your body in the hope that it's going to sort of alleviate it. And like I say, my mum's reached basically pretty much her 70s. Uh, and only just found a method that works by looking outside of the box. And, and yeah, so I think it's really great that, um, uh, I mean, th- the internet allows us to do it, but also that people like yourself are out there and, and like I say, giving up your time um, to, to be putting these messages out there because there is hope for people. And, and I think, like you say, migraines, because there's no and nothing put into it, it is kind of given to you like there's no hope. You're just going to be a migraine sufferer. Um, yeah. And that's not the case. Uh, um, uh, so, yeah, no, absolutely brilliant. And uh, Hats off to you for, for that side of things. So obviously for people back uh, um, at home listening that are either no people in their family that suffer with migraines or who are actually uh, sufferers themselves, um, let's have a little bit of a sort of a, a, sort of a catch up on uh, known causes and triggers that um, obviously that they may know and they may not know. Um, so let's go through some of those side of things if, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you would. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So obviously, you know, some of, so I, I I want to kind of distinguish between, you know, triggers and then causes, right? That's a good. So triggers are those things in the moment that are kind of pushing us over our threshold, right? But our threshold, that point at which we trigger, that could be, um, our our trigger levels could be built up to that point by many, many other things. And those are, are often our causes that are maintaining our body's inability to kind of bring down our trigger levels, bring down, um, that total load and that total, um, sort of allostatic load or total stress on the body. Um, and so we want to make sure that we're, we're addressing, you know, we, we can get rid of a lot of the, the triggers, but we can still have a very, very high um, trigger levels because of all of those causes still going on yeah. um, that we have to address better, that we have to do a better job of kind of working on, like like, like hormones and like... Cumulative yes. sort, of, uh, sort of side of things. Yeah, exactly. All of the cumulative things, we want to work on those as well. So in terms of triggers, you know... Things like fasting and missing meals, you know, that's really big. Controlling blood sugar regulation, you know, weather changes and, and barometric petri- pressure changes, um, those are huge. Stress, of course, you know, any kind of stress, not just uh, mental and emotional, but physical or or um, environmental, those are all big. Um, then things like lights and, and odors and noise, all big triggers, especially once, you're, once your brain starts to get really, really sensitive um, because they're all causing your brain to have to adjust um, and make changes and adapt to the environment and if you're already struggling to adapt that can be the little bit of extra push that your brain needs to then trigger that that migraine um, then things like like alcohol um, caffeine withdrawal you know some people need the caffeine some people um, are, are really burning themselves out from the caffeine so there's a there's a really important balance there um, some people do a lot better with it especially you know some people who have autoimmune conditions supporting the immune system antioxidants and, and anti-inflammatory molecules are really important for the immune system them depending on your dominance um, then things like like fatty and fried foods mm-hmm. obviously you want to make sure your digestion is really really strong if you're having digestive issues you know that's a key that's a key place that you should go and investigate and look for deeper causes of what is going on um, things like fatigue and just exhaustion in general you know we're so overworked we are so overloaded um, constantly go 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 and we have to make sure that um, as much as we are putting things onto our plate, we're also adding things that can help us build up our energy reserves, help us counteract all of the inflammation, the oxidation, help us balance our blood sugar levels, help us you know, provide lots of oxygen um, and blood flow to the brain to make sure that it functions well and we recover well after all of that um, stress that's going on. It's like we're, we're overly stimulated in, in every way. So whether it be stimulated from uh, consumption of, um, of, of uh, content, whether it be overstimulated by uh, overstimulating certain um, sort of functions in the body, because it's funny you should say that about the accumulative thing. That seems to be the case with a lot of parts of the body where you have issues. So intolerances, uh, a lot of people say, well, I can eat eggs, I'm fine but they don't realize if you eat eggs two or three times in the week and you're intolerant, that can actually build up and it can have this adverse effect, but it wouldn't necessarily stand out because you've had that four days this week without a problem. And I think once you understand how how the system's in the body, because they are all so interlinked. I mean, you mentioned about the thyroid uh, sort of uh, 
um, a sort of system as well. I mean, that's very much linked with the endocannabinoid system, uh, much as uh, all of these systems that we're sort of kind of mentioning, and, and, and they all kind of operate in the same way. They're, they're there to do a job, and, and we're overloading them and overstressing them. Um, and, and again, that like you said there, that, that sort of we're, t- we're totally stressed. I mean, there's I've just done some yoga breathing courses, and it, it says in there it's a fact that um, basically most humans live in fight or flight. And, and that whether that be because uh, they're always late, whether it be because of bills, because of just the general stresses of life. I mean, that that response, which is very, very important to us at times of need, uh, but in small quantities is where we're actually living. And, and obviously that's only going to put so much stress on every single function. And again, it's that sort of domino or that knock on effect to every other system, which uh, which I think is is what needs to be sort of addressed. Um, and, and the only thing you can do with that, like you said, is take time. And really, sort of educate yourself on on uh, on sort of picking these things out. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, so I mean, is there is there sort of things that um, are there sort of things like sugars or anything like that that people could also look at? I mean, if they're really struggling to find what it is that uh, may be sort of contributing towards it, what things would you tell tell them to look at? I mean, obviously, the gut, as we've said, that's pretty much where you need to start with most things. If you've got digestion problems nine times out of ten it's leading on to other things are there things that um they can be looking out for or taking out their diet or just checking to see if they may be sort of things that are actually flaring up as well yeah so the 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 topic of, of food sensitivities and then digestive issues was so big i actually had to write a book on it mm-hmm. um, because there's really there's so much information you know if you go online and you look up um, migraine food lists mm-hmm. you're going to and you start following all the migraine food lists and you start cutting out all the foods that are on those lists you're not going to be left with anything to eat exactly. you know they yeah, they're all pointing at different um, things in different ways, and the majority of them are not the foods that you should be focusing on and removing, yeah. right? So, they, so I had to write a book on it, make it really, really clear, um, and give you a system to do it. And so, you know, things like the inflammatory foods are, are super, super important to be careful with. Um, those are the first ones that you would want to, you know, look at eliminating, removing, and seeing if there is a response, yeah. right? So things like like sugar, like um, soy, like corn, like dairy, like grains, um, like the nightshade family, potatoes, tomatoes, um, eggplant, you know, those are all very inflammatory. So you want to be careful. There's a balance to them. They're... Um, Sourcing and, and processing is important, of course, but you also want to see if you have developed a sort of an immune tolerance to them because that immune tolerance, like you said, you know, it can build over multiple days um, and, and kind of bringing back to that point, you know, our bodies are very dynamic. They're not static. They're constantly changing and constantly asking for different things and, you know, um, trying to stay away from certain things and providing reactions to certain things depending on where you are. You know, if you are more stressed, if you are at a time in your life where you have more stress, you're going to be less tolerant of foods. If you're at a time in your life where you're more relaxed, where you're, um, you have the the ability to uh, digest better because you're more relaxed, then you're going to be much more uh, tolerant to foods. Yeah. Um, and so it really comes down to kind of asking your body and seeing what, what's going on there. Um, and yeah, like like you said, there's there's a, an accumulation effect with foods. You know, it might not be that first day that you eat eggs um, that it's aggravating. It might be that second or that third or that fourth day, um, because everyone loves to have eggs in the morning. Um, and and as that um, as you have those eggs over and over again. You may develop a sensitivity to them, but you can also develop a masking effect because okay. you're eating them so regularly. This is just going to create low-lying inflammation and issues. Um, so, you know, taking breaks, but also having a very, very wide variety of foods in your diet is super, super important. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the. I mean, again, these are things that prior to maybe I, I have to say. Remember, I take these things for granted now. I know them now. Uh, but even three years ago, before I looked into them, I had no idea of these sort of things. I mean, the, the, the cumulative approach. And I, I've had allergies my entire life. And as somebody born in my generation, we tended to just have to get on with it until it becomes obviously uh, a real problem. Uh, with, with my children, uh, they have the same issue. And, and we've done, like you say, we've taken the, uh, the dairy out. We've taken the eggs out. We've taken the wheat out. We've put them back in to see which ones... Uh, kind of um, uh, have flared up again and, and we, we set we sort of use that approach and it's something I just wouldn't have known to do myself um, and it has been gra- uh, sort of groundbreaking just with their allerg- allergic response so their skin and things like this um, but again it's one of those things that I think a lot of people out there just don't know uh, because it's not really sort of taught to them by like I say the medical professionals that we go and see when we have these issues 
Um, again, they seem to be more, and, and I understand it's, it's how they're trained. It's, it, they seem to be more about symptom management, uh, putting it off uh, for the time being rather than getting to the core of it. And I think that's where the change is now. A lot of people really are like, well, let's get to the core of this. Let's stop it becoming a problem in the first place. Um, because there is, is is a way of doing that. Um, I think uh, this this obviously quite um, nicely links into sort of like the gut brain connection, because uh, I think that's something that pe- although people are hearing more of, um, it is relatively new to people. Although obviously we've known about it for some time, and it is massively important. I mean, it's it's so so massively important this this connection. Um, I mean, w- would you like to sort of uh, go into that in some some detail? Yes, of course. So so you know between. The, the communication in between the brain and the gut, it's, it's done in two kind of main ways. It's done through through our, our blood, so our hormones, um, and then our blood circulation, and through our nervous system. Uh, and so we want to make sure, you know, there is there is much more information um, going through the nervous system from the from the brain to the gut through the vagus nerve. Um, there's much more information going from the gut to the brain than there is actually going from the brain to the gut. Um, it's about an eight to one um, afferent to efferent ratio of, of communication. So there's tons and tons of information that the brain is trying to get from the gut um, to understand what is going. And, and uh, the majority of our immune system is inside of the gut. The majority of our serotonin is made in the gut, so you know that that balance um, inside of the gut is really, really important to making sure that the brain can function properly. Um, and then everything that is, you know, created inside of the gut, whether that be favorable for your health or unfavorable for your health, like um, like inflammation and inflammatory cytokines, you know, they're going to um, make their way to the brain yeah. um, through the nervous system and through the the hormonal system and, and the circulation, um, and they're going to affect how the brain is functioning um very, so yeah I, yeah very i think again it's very important as well and, and, and uh, very interesting because uh, again uh, that's one of the things that i sort of uh, really hit home on and i think uh, again it, it can be it can be brought down to something really really basic a basic analogy of the gut feeling i mean you, you feel in your stomach before you think in your head uh, and, and i think um it's always been called the second brain but i think there's a lot of information now coming out maybe suggesting it sort of kind of has more of an influence over the brain than we give uh, we give credit for it and and i think if people start having that understanding and start focusing on it on that then it sort of kind of makes sense these other issues like i mean if you look at sort of the depression uh, the, the the massive links towards uh, in, inflammatory bowels or, or sort of an inflamed stomach actually being related to that and again people would never make that um, sort of uh, that sort of a connection, I don't think beforehand. So just having this this sort of uh, information out there, I think it's really important to people because, like you say, it's it's more about picking up on something as it starts happening, but rather than actually when it becomes a massive problem. If you can be on the lookout for these these telltale signs, then obviously you're going to stand a much better chance of nipping it in the bud nice and early. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, w- with that in mind, I mean, uh, what what sort of habits do you sort of recommend people? Uh, sort of kind of adopt um, to, to sort of uh, limit these these issues yeah so I mean um, for for so yeah I really like that the, the metaphor and, and I like to use the the metaphor of the tree um, you know the, the tree its roots um, they're the ones that absorb the nutrients and we can think of our body like uh, and its roots being our gut because it is what absorbs the nutrients it is what contains all the the microorganisms that help to digest food and absorb and create nutrients that feeds us um, and then our brains functioning and it, the proper working of our brain is kind of the fruit of that tree the leaves and the fruit and so if we want to have really good um, you know, good executive functioning and good functioning throughout and being able to be clear and, and free of pain um, inside of our brain, then we want to make sure that those roots are really taken care of really, really well. Um, and in terms of, of things we'd want to do with the gut, obviously, you know, diet plays a huge role because diet is the biggest thing that we take into our bodies. Uh, it's the biggest, most um, complex thing that we take in um and it, there are so many different things that we need from our food, so many different nutrients that we need from our food. So, you know, something as simple as just a whole foods diet um, can make massive changes. You know, just avoiding the the, the process, the package, the preserved, um, the, the empty foods can make a massive change um, because you're getting all of those anti-inflammatory foods. You're getting all of those polyphenols that are supporting your gut. 
all of those compounds that are really helping to provide the basis of good um, mental functioning, good hormonal functioning, good digestive functioning are found inside of the food. So just going um, to something like a whole foods diet really cuts out a lot of the noise yeah. and it helps you then understand better um, what foods are sensitive. Because if you're eating a, f- um, uh, you know, a packaged food that has 30 different other foods in it, you know, it becomes very hard to understand what is happening. Um, so just getting really, really clear and, and, and cutting out a lot of the um, packaged foods, at least for a short time, right? It doesn't have to be a long time while you kind of trial and figure things out. Um, that that's really important. No, definitely. Like you say, again, these things, I mean, people, again, come back to the time thing, but it's one of those things you don't have to do very much. It's, it's just a case of taking something out of your diet or or potentially adding something in like flavonoids or bitters or something like that and just seeing after a week or so how it goes. It's not about actually adding any time to or, or any sort of uh, uh, extra mission to it at all. It's just literally um, taking that little bit of uh, thought really to, to maybe do a food diary or, or even sort of a, a diary on your sort of general habits. I mean, what time did you go to bed for the last week? You know, were you drinking alcohol? Were you, do you know what I mean? These things, are, are you smoking? You know, it's just really sort of trying to keep a, uh, a sort of a mental diary on that at the very least. And then, then you can make those connections. Um, yeah, so obviously I, I recently did my, my gut brain connectivity uh, course, which was, I mean, it was absolutely groundbreaking to me. Um, in fairness, uh, so much of it does um, intertwine with the uh, endocannabinoid system, um, just purely because of the endocannabinoid system sort of involvement in, in so many functions and obviously the gut and the brain being two very, very massive uh, sort of functions in the body. So naturally they, they had a lot of uh, crossover. Um, but I, I was just blown away by by the stuff that I, I learned with regards to, again, over, uh, this this would definitely uh, count for for migraines and, and these kind of issues as well. But just that the, the importance of of breath work, meditation, yoga, um, just taking that time and, and actually, um, again, a bit of positive thinking. I mean, really, really enforcing positive thinking. I mean, a lot of people out there, me included, three or four years ago, it was kind of like I was open to it, but I thought it was a little bit. You know, you've been conditioned to think it's a bit airy-fairy and then you start practicing it and you start seeing the immediate sort of uh, results and it's, it's kind of hard to, to argue. But again, things like that, I, I mean, they're, they're good for so many things, but if you really do start putting a lot of time and effort into yourself on a personal side, uh, the, 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 the sort of benefits are, are pretty much endless, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard to hold, you know, two emotions at the same time. So if you can, um, you know, my one of my favorite things is to gratitude journal, yeah. you know, yeah. just journal things that you can be grateful for. Um, it doesn't have to be anything big, you know, it's often just the small things like, like being able to spend time with my family and okay. being able to have food, um, you know, it's the, the small things when you can really feel and, and be grateful for them, I find that makes a, a huge shift in your perspective and, um, and your ability to, you know, choose and make decisions from the right place. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, everything that you do, that's an inner game. Um, so, so it's important to, to, you know, fortify that and work just as much on the inside um on the inner inside as much as you are on things like digestive health and things like that you are what you eat as much as you are what you think uh, so i mean at the end of the day what you think you are what you put forward is what is this the signal you're putting out on the earth and it's very funny you should say about gratitude journal meet my gratitude rock <laughs> so this is uh, basically my daughter um decorated a stone for me when I was doing uh, some uh, learning about gratitude and, and the importance of it being like, if you haven't got gratitude, none of these sort of practices work. It's got to start from a place of gratitude. Uh, and uh, as, as she gave me the stone coloured in as I was doing it, so I was like, I'm going to keep that with me. And, and in times when I sort of like do waver a little bit or I'm, I'm feeling a bit stressed or I'm, those sort of bad habits are t- uh, sort of coming back in, gratitude rock brings me back to uh, where I should be. So <laughs> whatever, nice, I like that. whatever helps, isn't it, at the end of the day? I think whatever yeah. helps. And, and um, gratitude is uh, so we, we spend most of our time thinking about the things that we haven't got or the things we don't want rather than actually focusing on what we do have and then letting the rest come to us kind of thing it's it, we, we focus on the wrong things exactly yeah yeah and 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 the more we can you know, like you said, figure out the little tools that really work for us, the things that really help to solidify it and anchor it down, you know, as opposed to just saying 
things, we can go and then we can write them down or we can, you know, act them out or we can, you know, create mantras that we repeat and we really ingrain because a lot of the, the you know, the, the, the way we work is, is on patterns. Yeah. It's on um, sort of loops. And so we want to, you know, if we want to undo a, a really bad loop of, of negative thinking and acting and feeling, we have to go and put just as much effort into, you know, reprogramming and rewriting the software yeah. and really work that in physically break the break the loop and and and, and retrain a new loop and, and again make yeah. sure you're staying in those positive loops i mean it's yeah. uh, it, it sounds simple it's it's not and and even even when you're aware, aware of it, it you do have the days where it's like you've got to you've got to have those activities that draw you back in bring you back into it and keep you on track i think um yeah the, the mind yeah, is, it's, it's a difficult place to understand the mind i think sometimes yeah, and, and it works both, you know, um, mentally and emotionally and physically too. You know, there are times when you might have to really, you know, beat back that inflammation, beat back the oxidative damage because it is just turning into this vicious cycle because it, it often perpetuates itself, you know. So initially you may have, um, your migraines may have been triggered because of stress or something happening in your life, but then as it goes on and your your hormones are compromised because of that, you know, your digestive system is going to be much weaker and then if you start to develop a digestive issue um, that can continue maintaining the problem um, as long as it goes on, even if that stress is then gone, you know, that digestive issue can keep going. So then, you know, to, to really get some gain, uh, ground back, you have to, you know, add a lot of extra support to get that, to reestablish normal again. And, you know, reestablishing normal and figuring out your normal again, that, that's really important. Um, that, that's uh, it's, it's funny when, when you're saying that. I don't know if you, there's, a, there's a program on Netflix. I'm not sure if you've seen it called Heal. You haven't seen I don't it. Think I've, oh, I don't think I've seen it. I've highly recommend. I've heard it. of it. I really highly recommend it. But there's a guy on there, and he's uh, an iodic uh, medicine practitioner, uh, and basically he gives a rundown on what iodic medicine is. And I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to try and uh, get it because I don't remember the the stages. But it's a six stage thing, uh, and it kind of uh, again it's by symbol uh, symbolism. So like the first step is like the lighting of a fire or the ignition. Uh, and that is the underlying issue. Uh, and then obviously that gets left because it's not really that bad. And then it goes to the next step, which is is uh, it then starts to uh, take over that particular function. Uh, again, not too bad at the moment. You're sort of maybe ma managing it with uh, over-the-counter sort of symptom management. Uh, but then the third stage kicks in and that's it starts taking over other parts of the body or affecting different areas. And, and like you say, by the end, it's just compounded what started as maybe... Um, a little bit of uh, digestive issues has ended up in migraines, has ended up in uh, thyroid cancer. I mean, it really can sort of work that way. And that's that's kind of the mindset that they have in iodic. It's like if you don't deal with the cause at the start, you've got these other phases that are all going to come off. And, and this dis-ease, as they call it, which is what it is, is, is a direct result of us not really um, sort of trying to make sure that we stop those initial um sort of uh, building blocks from falling you know it's and, and i think it's a, a really good analogy but definitely watch it it's amazing i watched it a couple of weeks ago and i was kind of blown away about it it's, it's more about the um the mind's potential and all of this um but very very relevant i think yeah i'll have to check it out for definitely. sure but yeah yeah you you really you, you struck on a good point um you know it's it's um really important to to make sure that you're you know addressing that that root cause or that underlying cause but that you're working on just getting some getting some movement getting some help getting a little bit of especially if you know you've gotten your your migraines and headaches are chronic yeah. you have tons of inflammation you want to be able to um you, you almost have to support yourself with the extra anti-inflammatories the extra supports like the cbd like other like flavonoids and polyphenols and antioxidants you want to be able to support yourself with those to help kind of calm all that down while you work through the process because there's you know there's damage going on so you, you want to be able to buffer that most certainly i mean actually it's funny you should touch on that i mean i was actually going to ask next is there are there any sort or supplements that you personally sort of take or there are there supplements or go-tos that you recommend to people i mean i know i know every case is different but are there ones that kind of universally will get that ball rolling and, and as i say are there ones that you sort of uh, swear by yourself Mm -hmm. So I, I generally do things in stages. So so there isn't usually a, a one single thing all of the time, but 
obviously things like probiotics are extremely helpful. You know, everyone can go for a multi just because our soils are so depleted. We're so stressed. We're burning nutrients so much. A really, really good quality multi, you know, covers a lot of your bases. Um, and then depending on what's going on, right? If you have inflammation, things like, like, like turmeric and, and fish oils and boswellia and CBD. And um, if, if you have, you know, lots of oxidative damage, you're, you're, you're making sure that your diet and your, your foundations are really strong first, you know, ideally you would be doing the majority of the work just through um, your lifestyle, your sure. diet, um, and then you can just add and kind of top things up with the supplementation. That's what it is. It's, it's just a supplement to the regular, good, healthy um, lifestyle. Um, but yeah, like things like probiotics and, and, and anti-inflammatories and, and good multivitamins, those are all, all really important parts Um of a program but of course yeah it depends on kind of what's going on and, and what led you here you know um is it the stress that is really a factor you'd want to use more things to deal with stress and cortisol and, and adaptogens to help your body with that or if it's the gut that's really breaking down you'd want to make sure that the gut is digesting properly with things like enzymes and and, and bile and hydrochloric acid you want to make sure that your body's actually able to break those foods down properly and you might need extra support while your gut is healing to be able to do that um yeah especially in the in the initial as well i mean again if you've got yourself to a like a chronic sort of uh, situation obviously you're going to have to really sort of consolidate to get yourself out of that hole and, and once you've got yourself out of that hole maybe you don't need quite so much but it's really it's funny you should say that because in in my practice um the amount of people times i've had to say to people don't expect to start taking cbd and probiotics and it's all going to fix itself i mean you you need to do the work it's like you can bring a horse to water but they, they need to drink themselves so um no matter what type of um sort of supplementation you are taking it doesn't work if you're going to bed and getting four hours uh, sleep a night it doesn't work if you're uh, not exercising at all it doesn't help if you're smoking 40 cigarettes a day so again that there's with anything at all and and that's all of these these things in, involved that you need to do the work um, and it shouldn't be seen as work because it's all it is, is is just making sure your body functions and you don't get ill. So, yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's definitely very important to mention that as well because there's a lot of people out there, specifically because I come from CBD, there's so many people I compete with that, uh, I mean, it's it's the miracle. It's going to it's gonna, it's gonna solve all of your problems, uh, and I think we have a responsibility really to get across to people that, yes, it has great potential in certain areas, but nothing's going to help you if you're not going to help yourself, uh, and, and that comes down to your mind as well as your... You do, sorry, your tasks and, and, and the things you do to actually uh, to, to, to achieve that. So you get what you put in, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they can they can help you to get the things that you need from your body. You know, there's a lot of people that have problems sleeping. So then you can use things like like CBD and and melatonin and, and valerian root and things like that to help you sleep, to help you get the most out of that sleep, and to really help set those foundations. Um, and, and so I, it's important to to kind of use them to support the lifestyle as well, um, and to use them as a way to anchor in the lifestyle. You know, you you'd want to if sleep is the really big problem. You know, you can um, work on changing up your sleep habits and then use that um that that cbd to really help um, bring that transition and, and train your body that you're transitioning now into sleep right definitely definitely and, and again it's, it's just about I, I think the good thing about that like you say about anchoring it in because it is anchoring in a new uh a new habit and obviously we know old habits are very very difficult especially um when you're talking about people that may be a bit more senior in their years that those habits are really ingrained so it's very difficult to break those and it's equally as difficult to get new ones in there so but again a short period of time of a bit of consistency and a bit of repetition that's going to happen so again yeah if you if you do your research and you know what sort of uh, uh habits you need to be uh, sort of taking out and adding in then, then it makes it a lot better but you've got you've got to sort of stick with it and you've got to do your bit yourself um i mean i think it might might be worth it. i know you mentioned it you wanted to sort of kind of touch on cbd uh, or maybe more more so the endocannabinoid system i mean obviously i i do promote cbd and, and I, I am qualified in it but my, my real sort of background is the endocannabinoid system is the actual system of which it works on um, and obviously there has been a lot of research and a lot of positive research into uh, the migraine side of things as well um, now i mean obviously as you know there are so many things that contribute to migraines and there are so many different types of migraines i mean pretty much everybody's triggers are different. Uh, I mean, everybody's experience is pretty much different from what people explain to you. So they are a really sort of a, uh, an elusive um, sort of a situation. They do need to be covered by multiple attacks. But I mean, with the ECS, uh, and it's really strange because there's lots and lots of very positive research up until uh, around about 2010. Uh, but then like with anything with CBD, 
uh, what happens is there's nobody out there wanting to fund the follow-up research. So you get lots and lots of very good preclinical stuff or very small um, sort of uh, human trials. Uh, and then it just dies a death. And I think we kind of know why that is, but we're not going to go conspiracy. Um, it's, it, but, but, I mean, it's very strange. So, I mean, the, the one that I sort of kind of mentioned quite a lot is uh, in around about, I think it's 2004, um, there was a, a gentleman that he... But what he did is actually, rather than do a research study himself, he actually went out and he kind of uh, went over all the historical um, sort of data on it. Um, and, and he sort of put a little bit of a review together. Um, so, so I have got some information on it here. Um, so, so basically, it's a, a gentleman, if I remember rightly, his name's Ethan Russo. Uh, yeah, Ethan Russo. And what he basically did is he did a historical uh, meta-analysis and, and scientific meta-analysis of, of all migraine treatment. Um, and what he did is he pointed to cannabinoids potential based on the mechanisms that they've shown. So just straight away, it went right. Obviously, they've got good anti-inflammatory uh, sort of mechanisms, um, serotonergic and uh, dopaminergic mechanisms as well. Um, so kind of his hypothesis was they must have some kind of influence. Um, he then also looked at their sort of ability to, um, I believe they interact with our body's uh, endogenous opioid systems, uh, as well as um, NMDA. Hopefully I'm get that right because uh, I'm got it on the screen. So NMDA. So that was where he sort of kind of uh, really sort of based his, his theories on. Um, and he, he also showed, uh, uh, noted that it seemed that people that were, were displaying a, uh, an endocannabinoid deficiency, namely anandamide, were the people that tended to, 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 to actually get migraines. Now, obviously, the, as you know, the, the sort of chemical uh, change in the brain that happens to, to sort of trigger a migraine, we're all susceptible to. Um, but uh -huh. what he found was, is people that had a fully functioning endocannabinoid system this system, uh, of what it does, it actually releases neurotransmitters uh, to reduce those signals. Um, and he found that with people that were obviously functioning well, that happened and we didn't receive a migraine. And what he found with a lot of the people that he was looking at that suffered migraine did, did actually have a very, very low amount of anandamide in their system, which is the bliss molecule. Uh, that's the one attached to your, mu your mood, your, your sort of obviously your pain receptors, etc. Um, so that's where the hypothesis sort of kind of come from, um, where it does seem to be this direct link. Um, how CBD can help that? I mean, there's obviously a couple of different ways that CBD can help. We, we know it's a good anti-inflammatory. Uh, we also know about its analgesic sort of properties, not, not like uh, your traditional pain uh, medication where you take a, a paracetamol and the pain signals go uh, for four hours or whatever. Uh, it does actually work more of a prophylactic and it also works on neuropathic um, pain and pain perception. Um, so what happens is the endocannabinoid system, when uh, pain occurs... Um, it basically releases an andamide and 2-AG uh, in the affected area with the express um, sort of intention of reducing the amount of pain signals going to the brain. So the pain's there, we know it's there, but we don't need to be told about it. Like, like the kid in the back of the car, are we there, are we there yet, are we there yet? It kind of reduces those signals to a point when uh, your brain perception of that pain is reduced. Um, and then there's the other side of things where if we think about this anandamide um, sort of deficiency... Um, CBD is a very potent inhibitor and it's been shown to inhibit something called um, FAAH, fatty uh, acid amide hydrolase and that is basically what uh, degradates anandamide so what they found is when you take CBD by, by reducing the, um, uh, uh, the FAAH it meant that we were retaining more of the anandamide in the system so you can potentially stimulate the production uh, of that anandamide. And they're, they're the two sort of processes really that are getting the most attention um, with regards to their links to, to, to certain migraines. So very, very interesting. Uh, but again, it's just one of those hypotheses that just they, they all fit in together. Uh, the endocannabinoid system is involved in every system in the, body, in the body. Every action, every function is either started with a, um, a, a sort of a signal from the endocannabinoid system going to whatever it needs to be doing. So it's, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense. They all come, come round about and they're all linked in some way unbelievable when you know a bit more information about it yeah yeah and that, and that kind of rings a bell with with you know central sensitization with with chronic pain conditions with pain conditions that are really um really prevalent you know every single day you're in pain things like fibromyalgia you know the the immune system or the the nervous system starts to become sensitized because there's such a constant flow of these inflammatory molecules and so then it because these this sort of groove in the brain is constantly being rode yeah. this this groove just gets deeper and deeper 
so then it gets easier and easier to trigger this pain, to create this pain. So then using things to to help to kind of buffer that and to, you know, calm down the brain's um, sort of um, overreaction or hypersensitivity to those inflammatory and to those pain stimuli. That's, that's um, really important if you're kind of helping to, to, to support that and to, to get out of that just to kind of calm it down um, so that you have a little more energy and a little more function, functionability. Definitely. And, and again, I think um, like, like you mentioned it there, it's almost like um, if, if, if you're having something constantly, 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 again, it's just going to, uh, fibromyalgia being a very good example. I mean, my, my first few clients were fibromyalgia sufferers and they, they've all benefited quite a lot. And I've also got quite a few migraine sufferers that have as well. Um, and it kind of makes sense. But, um, but, but like you say, I mean, I think that, that whole, the fibromyalgia thing is, it's, uh, it's so hard to quantify, obviously, it, what it is. Uh, and, and again, that the fact that it is just constant chronic pain, I think it just goes to show that that is signal related. Um, uh, again, obviously, the cause may be slightly different. There may be an underlying issue that's actually created that. Again, going back to the iodic uh, medicine, we need to get to the bottom of that. But if you can then stop the next phase from kicking in, then you've got a, a smaller problem to deal with, where obviously uh, chronic fatigue and uh, and uh, the, the sort of pain levels that get explained on it, it does seem like an extremely uh, uh, difficult one to be sort of dealing with, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, getting to, to the root, that, that's really important and dealing with the underlying causes. And, but those can take time. Those can take some time to really get under control. So you want to make sure that you're you're getting whatever support you need to be able to function, you know, today and right now and um, in the short term. And, and also sometimes it also means, like you say, if something is deep and ingrained, it's, it's just giving it a little bit more time for, for that uh, that new sort of approach to, to take hold. I mean, uh, CBD is being a very good example. I'm not just mentioning because I'm into the CBD, but it's a good example. Um, if you're dealing with something like a, a little bit of sleep issues, then maybe you might find it works within a week or two and, and don't be sort of uh, surprised if it does. Um, whereas if you're dealing with something that you've had, which is chronic for your entire life, uh, what I call the more embedded issues, then it's going to be a more of an embedded problem to get over. I mean, and, and because the improvements with things like CBD, um, like, like these supplements that we've mentioned, they are, they are um, subtle uh, and they are um, slow but sure. They're, they're an accumulative buildup. Um, it's very important to remain uh, sort of positive and on, on that journey for, for, for at least a period of time. And, and that goes with, again, down to the, the power of positivity. I mean, you, you need to... You can't just sit there and say, right, tomorrow I'm going to be positive and then nothing's changed. The next day I'm going to be moody. You've, you've got to sort of really put those signals out for a bit longer. And um, because when your sort of um, uh, your mindset changes, you're going to be open to, to seeing those those positives that were probably there in the first place, rather than seeing those negative patterns that you were used to seeing every single day because of your habits. Um, mm -hmm. It's no different. Oh, that's yeah. superb. Um, is, is there anything else that you would like to sort of uh, delve into at all? Is anything else you'd like to cover? Or do you think we've... Well, yeah, I just wanted to, and 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 from what I've heard of, of CBD, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that part of its its action is like a nutrient. Yeah. Um, it functions like a nutrient, and so you know, just like any um, you know food that we, any nutrient that we take, you know, it time it takes time for the body to replete itself, um, to to build up its levels so that there is you know um, restoration to normal functioning. So it takes time yeah. um, for some things, um, for sure. And it, and it's a it's a fatty acid. So quite literally, I mean, uh, the, the 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 sort of the plethora of things that it can be used for. I mean, from the hemp seed right through to the medicinal side of things like you say yeah it, it is it is it is a a new nutrition or a nutrient source and again those aren't things that you can just uh take something and then your levels are there it is it is a uh, an accumulative approach and, and like i say a lot of people see benefits very quickly and, and i'm not trying to paint a picture where you don't but when you have people i mean i get a lot of people that have come to me and said tried cbd didn't work at all took it for a week it was rubbish and it's kind of like well no offense. I mean, you take something for a week. I mean, it's, it's not really giving it the best shot uh, uh, that, that you can. Uh, and as I say, the more ingrained your issue, that just the more patient you've got to be and, and the more um, on the lookout you've got to be for those subtle differences. It's, uh, I, again, I use another analogy with CBD. Uh, you know, the analogy of uh, you, you, your friend's child, you don't see them for a month and they've shot up. They've really shot up the next time you see them, whereas their parents don't notice it because they're seeing them every day. They don't see that subtle change at all. Um, and that's the same with a CBD. It's, it's quite literally, you might say on day two, I don't really think it's doing much. I've, I might have slept a bit better, but I don't think it's doing much. On day 60, you, you look at where you were on day one and where you are on day 60. If you can objectively look at that and actually remember where you were, the difference is incredible. Um, it's, but it's, it's so accumulative. It's so subtle for some people 
that some people actually um, put it to one side before they've given it a good chance. There is also the un- other unfortunate thing where there are, in an un- unregulated market, if they're not going through the, the right sort of quality checks, they could also have a, um, a sort of a, a sort of a, a poor quality product as well. So there are those issues as well, which we also try and educate people on. But yeah, the main one I think really is is. Uh, the more ingrained your issue, the more uh, you've got to be aware that it could be a longer journey to get back to where you are, but you'll still get there if you persist. Um, and again, it's not just the CBD, it's all of the other activities, it's all the other uh, the mental activities as well, I think, that are, are so super important that the last 12 months, really, my, my sort of focus on positivity, this kind of stuff, and, and, and all that kind of stuff has really, really sort of taken off. Um, and, I, and I think that it's, it's just as important as every other every other sort of uh, thing that you should be doing to, uh, to to obviously get over those issues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and we're kind of, we've kind of been trained and educated to think that, you know, when we take something, it needs to have this massive effect. Like we need to immediately recognize that there's like an effect, something going on. And, you know, that's that's kind of contributed to the reason a lot of medications and, and pharmaceuticals that, that they that they end up um, sort of passing studies and working because they they come with so many side effects. Yeah. So it's called the the sort of um, nocebo effects where yeah. you or the um, you know your um, you get negative side effects, and so then you believe or you think um, that the that that drug is working, it and then you get yeah. yeah, it must be doing something, and then you get more benefit from it. But oftentimes, when you do something right, you know you don't really notice that much has changed at all. You just you just begin living your life again. You just begin doing all those things that you want to do again. Um, and so then often it's that that happens over a period of time and, and it's good to be able to track and then see those changes over time. Uh, I think that's really important. It's great that you should say that as well, actually, because I, I've had so many, but I think also with CBD and again, exactly what you've just said there, hundred percent couldn't agree more with CBD because obviously it's close relationship to cannabis. Um, the people say to me, I can't feel anything. Like, what are you expecting to feel? I mean, but the, the actual point that I'm trying to make is, is you, what you do feel is the absence of things. And sometimes you don't realize those things are gone until someone points out. So with CBD as an example, I started taking it for pain. Now, I've had acid reflux very bad for, for a number of years to the point it'd wake me up at night. Um, I'd have it in the back of my throat. Um, and it wasn't until a year after I'd been taking CBD that my wife actually said to me, she went, you haven't had acid reflux for ages. And I sort of looked back and it was like, literally, I hadn't had it since I started taking it. Now, at that time, I didn't know anything about it, looked into it and realized there's um, a massive involvement with the endocannabinoid system and stomach secretions. It controls your secretion levels. Um, and there's a lot of information that goes into its, its effect on the, those kind of digestive issues because of the receptors down there. Um, but again, I wasn't even thinking about that. And I, I didn't even notice that had gone for 12 months, although it had been one of the banes of my life. Uh, so, yeah. so like I say, I mean, it, it, it really is, it's very hard to quantify. But if you get people that are willing to listen and actually use a bit of common sense, then, then like you say, and, and also try and, I think you do need to make some sort of note that you're going to remember in some way. So even if you write in a diary on day one, this is how I'm feeling and all the things that are good and bad of that day. And then on day 30, what are all the good and bad things today? Oh, oh actually, half of them are gone or that actually my, my good ones are doubled. You know, that's it's really hard to, to remember that sort of stuff with a busy life. And I think those kind of those kind of journals of any kind will really, really help you to do so. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that kind of brings to a point of, you know, one of the things when, when I work with clients is we want to make sure, you know, we, we understand our, our core values. So the things that really help us um, function our best, help us function our optimal, that really form the core of our life. Everyone knows, you know, if they don't sleep for, you know, three days, they start hallucinating, they can even die. Or if they drink too much alcohol, they can black out or, you know, there are these base things that we, you know, have to maintain. But then we, we always have to make sure that we, we understand what our kind of dream is our our goals are and so that we have kind of a path forward and so that you know we have something to put all of our extra focus or time or energy to as we start feeling better so as we're you know tracking things and seeing we're feeling better we're putting that extra energy and time into something that really helps us feel better and function better and think better because we're in the pursuit of uh, a worthwhile goal Mm -hmm. something that really gives us purpose that gives us um you know, that really puts us into the zone because we feel that we're living at our best. I think that, that's really important too. And I think that's the case across the board. I mean, literally is, is uh, you, you need to have purpose in life full stop. I, I think if you're, if you're one of these people that's literally just going through the motions every day, getting up, going to work, doing your, uh, your, your nine to five, getting the bills paid and, 
and not really sort of uh, with with any kind of target. That is, it's not a very fulfilling place to be. I mean, some people may say they're happy in that way, but if you have purpose in general, so you know, how what do I want my life to look like in a year's time? What do I want my health to look like in a year's time, three years time, five years time? You know, and uh, and really sort of having things coming back to the gratitude, having some things gratitude uh, related. So so like you, you know, you want you want your children to have the best life possible. You don't want them to have any of the the hang ups that we're kind of uh, we're kind of obviously sort of um, uh, researching at the moment as part of our jobs, you know, whether it be um, depression, anxiety, whether it actually be things that lead to chronic migraines, etc. We want to we want to put them into a place where they don't have that. And and if you can keep hold of that every every day, then obviously you're going to keep pushing forward on your journey. And exactly the same with your diet, with your your health. You really need to have a good idea on wh- what it is you want to be, and actually also know that it can be done. There's so many people out there that probably have never known anything other than illness or poor health and and i can understand that in their minds it must just be like this is standard for me this is the this is the norm um and and really if you do start doing again put a little bit of work in that there really is there really is a better way out there for you and and you don't have to do it with tons and tons and tons of side effects that create further problems you can do it in a a natural way um and again it doesn't have to cost a cost a fortune yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, being able to, to live um, with purpose and live, you know, an inspired life. It can be, however, you know, you don't have to make massive changes to your life, but just lead, the, you know, go through um, that nine to five w- being inspired and living with purpose and living on purpose. You know, that, that's, that's really important and it helps to, um, you know, each, each, you know, we're made of, you know, 10 trillion cells um, and 100 trillion bacterial cells and they're all listening to what your brain is saying. They're all listening to the communication coming from your brain, uh, your nervous system and your hormonal system. And when you are um, living on purpose, when you're living inspired, um, then you're, you know, giving messages that you want to live, that you want to, you know, feel good and survive and thrive. Um, and, and so, yeah, that, that's really important. Absolutely. Totally. And again, if you're telling your brain you want to be depressed and unhappy, it's going to say your wish is my command. If you tell your brain and your systems in your body, I want to be do you know what I mean? I, w- I want to have the life uh, that people are, uh, are jealous of. I want to have the life that, that literally is what I was born to have. And you put out those positive sort of thoughts on, on all sides. It's only going to be beneficial, I think. And uh, again, not as easy as it sounds to some people. And I do, do understand uh, all of these issues are, are very difficult to, to deal with for a lot of people. But again, I think if you put the, uh, the education in and you actually look into it and do some, do, some, do some work, you know, sort of start changing some of your habits start removing a few start adding a few th- this kind of thing and, it, and it, it can actually be quite an enjoyable journey i've enjoyed mine uh, and it's put me in front of you three years down the line and and doing this kind of thing my life is so much better um taking the stress out and realizing that what can't kill you only makes you stronger uh, it puts you in a much better place in the mind i think and uh, like i say you're, it's a lot harder to bring me down these days that's for sure yeah, yeah. You deal with much stress much better when you know that you can kind of get out of it. When you know there's a way out. When the, you know that there's a, um, a sort of an exit, um, then you deal much better. But if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're trapped, that's going to create a lot of problems. So you know, just creating hope and and developing that hope um, is super super important. Definitely. I, I, like I use this one for the endocannabinoid system. It's very similar for the brain, and I'd, I'd say it probably works for the gut as well. Uh, the brain's a master regulator of so many of our systems and functions. So basically what it's doing, while it may not be directly doing it, it's spinning all these plates. It's making sure these plates are spinning nice and gently and perfectly. As soon as one of those plates goes a bit uh, a bit bandy, its job becomes a lot harder. And it's the same with the endocannabinoid system. It's there monitoring all our systems, making sure everything's going okay. If your digestion goes down and it needs to put more focus there, the chances are all these other plates are going to go and, and you're going to have a much... Uh, uh, a much less uh, attractive uh, sort of job or proposition for it. If you can keep all those plates nice and steady by by good practice, good um, um, sort of habits, etc., then it's going to be a much easier job for all those systems to pick up the slack. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Well, that's been yeah. absolutely superb. I mean, we've, we've been talking for for an hour. I, I'm not in any rush, but I think I think we've covered it nicely there. I think that really has has been a nice chat. I really, really have enjoyed it. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say? I mean, anything at all you want to get out there? No, no, we've had a great conversation. We really went in, in, into some depth, and, and thank you for having me. No worries, and it was not again. It was nice flow. It felt felt comfortable, and uh, yeah, no, I, I really, really do appreciate. It. And again, I want to want to sort of reach out to as many people, like minded people, on the same sort of journey as I can. So hopefully, we can keep this uh, keep a contact. It'd be nice to yes. even have a follow up. I mean, is is there anything at all that you'd like to promote at the moment? Anything specific you're working on? I mean, I'll, I'll put it all in the the bio anyway. But there's anything you want to draw people's attention to by all means. 
Well, so right now on, on social media, we're having our thyroid month. So we're talking all about the thyroid, you know, common thyroid symptoms like, like anxiety, weight gain, depression, you know, losing hair, brain fog, slow digestion. These are all common thyroid symptoms. And we talk about how the thyroid is connected to migraines and headaches why it keeps your body uh, from being able to properly adapt um, and then how thyroid is really not dealt with properly you know there's so much more to the thyroid than just a simple test and adding thyroid hormones there's so much more that we can do with diet and with lifestyle and so on social media we're kind of going through and we're talking with that so i'd love if um if you you come and you join the, the conversation um whoever's out there to come and join the conversation and of course you know if you're looking for help um you know i do i do one-on-ones with, with clients and we go and we we assess and we understand what's going on and we do diet and lifestyle and things like that to to really work with with the brain and help the brain get out of those those cycles those really vicious cycles of pain definitely no that's absolutely superb so what i'll do is i'll put obviously your links for your social media um and if there's anything else you want me to put in there any any anything by, by all means far over i'll put those in there for, for the listeners to uh, to go and uh, jump on straight away uh, i'm sure there's definitely going to be people out there um people that as i say it's not just going to be people what i'm finding at the moment it's not just people that are suffering from what i'm talking about or it's directly relevant there really does seem to be a massive shift in people's sort of psyche at the moment. They want to know about these things. They want to they want to understand these systems. And because we're able to uh, connect the dots without having them having to go through mountains and mountains of research papers, I think it definitely helps people and it does pique a lot of interest. So we'll get that out there. And, and guys, yeah, just get on that as soon as you can. I've been obviously following your social media for a lot of, a lot of time. Uh, obviously, the initial one was probably about uh, 15 months ago. You did actually put something about um, uh, CBD. Uh, and and migraines and that's where I initially uh, sort of reached out but then obviously the last 12 months where I've been doing my gut uh, gut brain connection again just so much of it was just synergistic to what I'm learning and uh, I just I just felt I wanted to make sure I was in a position where I was ready to talk to yourself I didn't want to sort of come across as some kind of dunce so I uh, wanted to make sure I'd, I'd uh, got that done I'm really glad that I did reach out to you it's been a, been a great show I've really appreciated your time appreciate what you're doing uh, please keep doing what you're doing I'm sure you will uh, and as I say let's definitely keep in touch Perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem at all. So uh, just over to you guys. Thank you very much as always for, for sort of uh, tuning in. Um, as, as, as usual, the uh, email address for the show is nick, N-I-K, at naturalhealthalternatives.co.uk. Any questions or queries, then, then reach out. As always, please like and share and comment um, if you can. And if you could review this podcast on whatever platform you're on, I don't think you realise just how, uh, how impactful that is. You, you've given us a review. Uh, Until next time, guys, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Bye-bye.